We all have dreams, but dreams by their very nature can be difficult to achieve. That's where Access Credit Union comes in. Whether it's going to college, owning a car or building your dream home, your local credit union can help you to fulfill your dreams. Access Credit Union. Funding dreams for over 50 years. Close your eyes and pull like down. <laughs> and a new Irish record for Phil Healy, 22.99. Christy Cooney hands over the Sam Maguire Cup to Graham Canty, Cork All-Ireland Champions for the seventh time ever. Hello and welcome to the Star Sport Podcast. My name is Jack McCarran of the Southern Star and I'm joined as always by Star Sport Editor Kieran McCarthy. Before we kick things off, I'd just like to give a gentle reminder to our listeners and viewers to please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and YouTube. The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you by Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, funding dreams for over 50 years. It's a busy one on this week's show as we look ahead to Sunday's delayed 2020 Premier Senior Football Championship final between Castlehaven and Nemo Rangers at Parker Cueve. Castlehaven booked their final spot last October, nearly 10 months ago, so this may have been the longest run into a county final in history. And on today's podcast, we're going to hear from Castlehaven's Colin Maguire, who's been speaking to Ger McCarthy. But we're going to kick things off this week with a quick review of the weekend's sporting action. And in a few moments, we'll touch on the National Rowing Championships, which ran from Friday to Sunday. But there's only one place to start, and that is, unfortunately, with the All-Ireland Hurling final at Croke Park where Cork were soundly beaten by an absolutely brilliant Limerick side. Kieran Limerick scored 3-18 of their final 3-32 tally in the first half. And I think it's fair to say that this game was well wrapped up by halftime. Uh, absolutely incredible first half performance. Uh, I was I was thinking about it after and I think you just have to sit back and appreciate just how good this Limerick team is and let's say from a Man United fans point of view go back to the Champions League final when Barcelona outplayed United and they won uh, 3-1 and just sit back and say Jesus the better team won um, Liverpool won the league a couple of years ago the best team won and you couldn't begrudge them that and I think for Cork fans and there's a realisation that Limerick just are the best team out there at the moment and they won and they won it with a bit of despair so uh, you obviously can't begrudge Liverpool their success like they're phenomenal like that, that display in the first half it's possibly, Jack, the greatest first half of hurling I've ever seen. Um, I'm not sure if there's any any half of hurling that can match that. It's just everything came off. Everything came off. But they're just such a well-drilled team, Limerick. They just tick every box. They have the superstars. They have the big names. They've the, they can dabble in, in the dark arts enough to give that side to their game. But they just, as a team, when you're looking to, to define a good, a good, well, a great team, that Limerick team ticks every box. Just incredible. I think the only comparable one in my lifetime was probably the 2008 All-Ireland final when Kilkenny whitewashed Waterford. And it was one of those brilliant displays that really kind of capped 
that generation of Kilkenny hurling and solidify them as possibly the greatest team of all time. Definitely the greatest team of the modern generation. And this performance by Limerick on Sunday has put them into the same category. So before, when people were asking the question, how great is this Tipperary team? How do they compare with that brilliant Kilkenny team? And I would have been of the opinion that, okay, they're good, but they haven't proven themselves to be at that level just yet. But I think on Sunday, they've kind of solidified themselves in that pantheon of great teams. When people look back on the last 20, 30, 40 years, it'll be this Limerick team and that Kilkenny team. So the great Cork team of the mid-2000s, the Tipperary team of the 2010s, they are a level below this Limerick team, are up there with that great Kilkenny team. On Maybe on the same wavelength, maybe not just yet, let's not get too ahead of ourselves, but they're on the way to being as great. And so even though it was disappointing from a Cork perspective, it was hard not to appreciate what was going on on the field. And you said to, uh, said to me offline, uh, just before we started recording as well, that this Limerick team isn't going anywhere either. That's exactly it. Like this Limerick team, if you look at the age profile, the, the key lynches of these lads, like they're, they still have a, a good bit of hurling left in them. And it's probably ominous and, and scary proposition for the rest of the, the counties out there, the counties that want to take down this Limerick team, because there is that big gap between Limerick and the rest of the chasing pack. And at least Cork are in that chasing pack right now. They're in there, in there with Kilkenny, in there with Tip. But if you're looking at it kind of very coolly and analytically for, for next year, um, I don't see who can beat this Limerick team, to be quite honest, because Kilkenny aren't a force they were. Tipperary will go through a bit of transition. Um, Galway, without Canning, won't, won't be the same. Claire, I know Brian Lohan's going back in again. Um, so maybe they could do something, but they're still not next near the level of this Limerick team. So Cork are probably spearheading the chasing pack at the moment. But we saw on Sunday just how far Cork are off this Limerick team. So it's going to take a huge jump for, for, for a team like Cork to, to bridge that gap. But if Cork are looking for plus points, and there were very, very few, to be quite honest, from last Sunday, at least a lot of those young players got the experience in All-Ireland final. And I know it's a cliche, you have to lose one to win one and all that. But at least now they know the trappings of the All-Ireland final, what it's like in the build-up, what it's like to run out on the day, that pre-match parade, that roar, um, the nerves and so on. Because it was a new... for like, Cork's first All-Ireland final since 2013 and only Harnady and Horgan... Um, were the survivors since then and I know Cadigan obviously on Cadigan was with the footballers so for a lot of the players it's very much a new um, it was a, a new environment a new occasion to to experience so at least they've ticked that box now they've played in All-Ireland final but they have to they have to, they have to live and learn from it they have to go back and there's a lot of areas for improvement um, a lot of areas for improvement but if you ask the Cork hurling fan at the start of the year, would you take it into an All-Ireland hurling final? I think they'd have, they'd have said, yeah, because no one would have predicted it at the start of the season. So maybe they're ahead of schedule a small bit uh, by getting to the final. They came through, can we say a softer side? Are we allowed to say that? With um, with, with with Dublin and then a Kilkenny team. That's not the Kilkenny team that it was years I mean, ago. You can never call a Kilkenny side a soft touch in an All-Ireland semi-final just because of what you saw in the All-Ireland semi-final. They dragged Cork to extra time with a goal in the last minute so yeah soft touch I think would be harsh but maybe I wouldn't uh, say soft touch so like it, it was a softer route you could say because we have to be fair like this Kilkenny team is not as good as the Kilkenny teams that have gone before um, so but I think that Cork can take positives like they got the Ireland final they've seen what it's all about the players will be hurting of course they're going to be hurting yeah. now because it was it was getting embarrassing at one stage the last day but 
they're up against such a phenomenal team. Um, Tom Lyons has written a piece for us for, for this Thursday star, and he said, you're um, beaten too well to be too disappointed. And what he's trying to say is, just you're up against the green machine, like the one of the greatest hurling teams of all time. So Cork came off second best in every sector of the field. But they, they did their best on the day, but it wasn't next to near good enough because the calibre and quality opposition was just that high. But I think you mentioned the age profile of this Limerick side and how it's just totally ominous that the rest of the Jason Park are going to have to put up with this team for another the bones of another decade because the oldest outfield player for Limerick on Sunday was Declan Hannon at 28. So he was the oldest outfield player on the team. He's an elder statesman at this stage and he's still a young man especially in terms of the profile of a, hurl, a hurler like they generally would play on to their mid-30s and so he's basically not even reached his peak yet and he's the, the oldest on the team and just when it comes to like um, the quality that he had on offer in every position like Keane Lynch was named man of the match and rightly so I think he's definitely putting himself into the conversation as one of the modern Great, but it could have gone to Peter Casey who only played 25 minutes in the first half it could have gone to Garrod five Hedy. points yeah. it, it could have gone to any any number of players and you couldn't have really argued the toss but it went to Keane Lynch and like we mentioned something about Cork and their semi-final performance about Kilkenny about how they were let off the hook at times by Kilkenny's misfire and forward so Kilkenny hit seven wides in the first half so that kind of kept Cork in the game despite the fact that Cork's first touch didn't always look totally up to scratch. But um, a big problem for them on Sunday was Limerick punished every single oh, they were They were ruthless. See, if we go back to the very start check, when Luke B tried that kind of backhanded pass that, and it just ended up in, I'd say, 10 seconds later, Limerick got a goal out of it. Um, they're just ruthless. They're clinical. They're everything like a champion, championship-winning team are. Like, like I said, they, they take all the boxes. But did you notice too, just how conditioned those Limerick men are. Like they, they were bursting out of their, their jerseys. Is it Dan Morrissey? Like the arms on that man are absolutely incredible. And you can just see like they're they're finely tuned, finely conditioned men. Like they're huge men. And that that does that great picture of Maliki Turking that's doing the rounds on Twitter after um, standing beside uh, Ivan Drago, who's around six feet taller than the Maliki Turking. But you can just see the size of of the Limerick men. Like they're just a uh, the green machine, I think, is a very apt description of them. Well, let's switch our attention now to the National Rowing Championships, which took place over the weekend. And more of a good news story from a Cork sporting perspective, because the Skibbereen Rowing Carnival made its way to Inniscara and they took home five more Irish titles. Kieran, you were there on Sunday. Maybe sum up the weekend for us and give us some of the, the real headlines from what was another brilliant weekend from rowers representing Skibbereen and rowers from Skibbereen representing other clubs. Yeah, so the national championships, they ran from uh, Friday to Sunday, so over three days. Um, a different, they weren't held last year, so there was a real eagerness for the championships to be held this year and, and they were, there was no spectators there uh, because obviously COVID restrictions and guidelines, so it was... For Skibbereen, they won five national titles, which is which is superb. And it takes their their total now up to 186, and they're they're well out in front. Jack is the the most successful rowing club in the in the country. And you've got to think for a second too that Paul O'Donovan, Emily Hegarty, Lydia Heafy, 
and Aoife Casey were all rowing in UCC colours last weekend. So they're four skip rowers who were at the recent Olympics. Obviously, Paul won Olympic gold, Emily won uh, Olympic bronze, and they were all in UCC colours because of their scholarships with, with the college. And UCC had an incredible championships. They won all, in the women's senior, they won all the pots that were up for grab for grabs. And Lydia won a lightweight singles um, title as well. And Emily Nifa were, were bringing home national titles. So for Skibbereen Rowing Club to still win five titles without four of their heavy hitters, their big names, um, tells you a lot about the, the strength in Skibbereen Rowing at the moment. In fairness, Skib still had Fintan McCarthy, Jake McCarthy, Gary O'Donovan. They had um, some of their, their more experienced rowers, we call them, like um, Orla Hayes and, and Kate O'Brien there too. But it was the young guns that were really shining. Um, Finn O'Reilly won three national titles. He won one with Oshin Boyle, another with Dara Kavanagh, and then he was part of a four with... Um, there was Finn, O'Sheen, Dara and Christopher Sullivan and it was coxed by Louise Moran. And in the women's junior 19 uh, quad of um, Elisa Mannix, Kelly, Offergé, Maya Knowles and Lauren McCarthy Steele also won a national title. And why that's important, that's the younger generation who were winning national titles last weekend. And uh, I was down at the, at the skip tent on, on Sunday and what really struck me, Jack, is that you had You'd Fintan McCarthy there, you'd Gary O'Donovan. These are Olympic medalists, but you also had the club's juniors there as well. And that's so, so important that those juniors were able to sit in the same tent and listen to and talk to the likes of, of Fintan and Gary and Jake, because Fint, all these kind of Olympic rowers were back in, the, in their shoes a long time ago. You have to start somewhere. And when you see the likes of Fintan McCarthy in your tent and you can talk to him, like this is a man who's won everything there is to win in rowing. So it makes it really achievable that a, a man from Skibbereen or a woman from Skibbereen can go on to the Olympics and they can they can bring home the big prizes. So as important as it is to win national titles, and it is for a club like Skibbereen, because that's what they're bred on. Dominic Casey sends them out there to win. Um, so it's great to win the five titles. It's so important for the development of the next generation too, that they got the chance to row and compete in the same squad as the big names, because the Fintons, the Jakes, the Garys, the Emilys and all these they're gone for a lot of the time at Rome, Ireland. Skibbereen doesn't really see them. And even when it comes to national Rome championships, it's only when it falls in a year, just to explain, sorry, um, the, it depends on the international Rome calendar. A lot of the time, the international rowers don't compete at the national championships because the international calendar doesn't allow. So it was um, it was great to see the, uh, the big names there and great to see the young ones there too. And it was just great to see it all in action. Dominic Casey was as busy as he ever was. He was going from boat to boat to boat. He was just like a like a worker ant around the place, and with so many other coaches there as well. So um, the conveyor to strong. The wheel is the wheel is turning. Skip have five more national titles. They're still number one, and all those rowers at different clubs. Well, you see at the moment, they'll all come back to the skip at some point, and the, the national titles will keep going. So it's a it's a success story that keeps on giving. Yeah, well, there's full coverage of the National Rowan Championships in this Thursday's Southern Star Sports section. Kieran's written a great roundup piece of the weekend, so be sure to pick up a copy of that to get your fill of rowing for the week. But we're going to take a quick break now, and coming up next, we're chatting to Castlehaven's Cahill Maguire. We all have dreams, but dreams by their very nature can be difficult to achieve. That's where Access Credit Union comes in. Whether it's going to college, owning a car or building your dream home, 
your local credit union can help you to fulfill your dreams. Access Credit Union. Funding dreams for over 50 years. Castlehaven will finally get to play their 2020 Premier Senior Football Championship Final this Sunday, having booked their place in the Cork Decider nearly 10 months ago. In a few minutes, we'll hear from the Havens, Cahill Maguire, who's been chatting to Jur McCarthy. But Kieran, how has the build-up been going for the West Cork Club? Any team news at this point or injury concerns ahead of the weekend? quite an unusual game it's a one-off county final like both teams played their semi-finals in early October 2020 so you're talking I tuned into one of those uh, Google pages earlier I think it's 329 days since Nemo beat Duhello and now they're they're playing the Haven so um, it's very hard to get it's just one it's really it's a real one-off game like there's no known form coming into it because both teams are playing in, in their county leagues all right but they weren't full strength at all because you had the inter-county season going on alongside that. And let's take Castlehaven, for example, uh, Conor Cahillan and Damien Cahillan, who were involved with the car curlers and both played last Sunday, they were only returning to training with Castlehaven on Wednesday night. Castlehaven hadn't seen them for a long, long time. And Castlehaven hadn't, haven't had their full strength team together since before their win against the Bears um, last October. So that's what, again... 10, 11 months. So, like I said, it's hard to gauge. Um, injury news, Brian Hurley is a big concern, really big concern for, for Castlehaven. He went off injured in their their County Football League, um, the County Football League 2 final win against Newmarket on August 1st with a hamstring injury, and he's rated as a serious, serious doubt. Um, whether Haven will risk him or not, it's hard to know because the 2021 County Championship campaign starts the weekend after. So Castlehaven have a decision to make. Do you risk Brian Hurley to win this county title? And then if he gets a setback, it could rule him out of the 2021 championship that throws in the following weekend. So they, they have a big, big call to make. But he hasn't trained with them since he, he um, since he hurt his hamstring. He's not in their plan. So whether he's involved or not in Sunday, we'll just have to wait and see when the team sheet comes out. But the fact that the 2021 championship throws in the following Saturday, and Castlehaven, I think, are playing Nuces Town and and um, are playing Valleys. It just adds to this kind of this weird, kind of unique occasion because the champions will be back in training the following Tuesday night because they'll be preparing for the new championship. So it's a there's no window for celebration there, and it, it's a very very short title defence because if things go badly in the 2021 championship, you could be out before you know it. So um, it's going to be quite unusual. It's a once-off game. Nemo are have a full strength team. They are, and they've had them together for a longer period of time um, as well. So I was chatting to Paul Kerrigan for for this Thursday Southern Star. So they're fully aware of the challenge Castlehaven will bring, but they're they're pretty confident too because Castlehaven know how to win county titles. They've won enough of them. They've won more than anyone else. They're they're also reigning county champions, which you'd which you'd almost forget because the, the last county senior football final was back in 2019. That seems like a Jesus the world because so much has happened in between. But um. Nemo are a team that knows how to win the big games. And they have the likes of Kerrigan, they have Luke Connolly, they, they have just some serious players in their in their ranks. So it's going to be an interesting one on, on Sunday in Parky Grief. And just before we hear from Cahill, is it 
live on TG Cahir for those who can't attend or what's the latest on that I know it had been mooted last week from a statement we saw from the county board that they had agreed with TG Cahir to broadcast the game but can you confirm any more details I actually just googled that my friend Google earlier I put in the TG4 schedule and they are showing a game at that time slot on Sunday but they, they don't say on the TG4 schedule what game it is um, so I can't I can confirm it. We'll have it up on Star social media channels as soon as we know. But hopefully they will, because it's a big game. You've two of the powerhouses. You've you've the City Slickers against the Country Boys, Nemo against Castlehaven. It's the it's all the ingredients for a really good game. And it's and um, look at a Castlehaven team. Okay, they might be without Michael Hurley. But you still have Mark Collins, Michael Hurley, Cahill Maguire, um, Connor Connor O'Driscoll. You some serious players. Jack Cahillan, Connor Cahillan, Damien Cahillan. Like it's a it's still a serious team. Dave Dave McCarthy, uh, Roland Welton. Like you can, it's a very experienced Castlehaven football team with or without Brian Hurley. Like they they have a real chance here. So whether it's on TV or not, we will suss that one out. But considering there's only going to be 500 fans there, you'd hope you'd hope it would be because um, it's a, it's the ingredients of being a very good game. And if it's not on TV, it'll surely be live streamed somewhere so everyone will get a chance to see it but anyway one of the names you mentioned there was Cahill Maguire and he's been speaking to Ger McCarthy We're delighted to be joined by Cahill Maguire Cahill welcome to the podcast Thanks very much Ger uh, delighted to be on with you here now looking forward to the next couple of weeks that we have ahead of us but uh, it's good to be here Good man yes uh, an interesting couple of weeks a rarity for you um, and for players in the Castlehaven squad Last year's county final is finally being played now. Uh, there's been some delays. Obviously, COVID had a big influence on all of that. Um, but just from your own perspective, this is your first senior county final uh, with Castlehaven. Uh, are there nerves or are you excited or is it just a combination of all those things? Well, I suppose, yeah, you're right there. It would be a combination. Uh, I suppose I came onto the, the senior panel in 2015 when we made the county final. Now, I was only 17 at the time. I didn't. I didn't make it onto the field to play that year, but you know, when you're looking back at that period of time there, 2011 to 2015, when the lads that uh, came ahead of us and there are some of them are still playing now, that they made four county finals in five years. So I was looking on thinking, this is this is great. There's going to be county finals left, right, and centre. But as the the years have gone on since then, you kind of come to realise how how special it is to make it to a county final and how unique achievement it is. Indeed, and isn't it just the thing you hear? And to hear it from somebody as young as yourself is, is is good and refreshing because you hear it from older players that they get to a county final, they win or they lose, and they think there might be another one around the corner, but you just never know with the Cork Premier Senior grade. Look, it's just such an unbelievably tough competition to win or even to get to a final or even to get to a semi-final. I've been playing four or five years on the, the senior panel now and we've I've got the part I've got to as before this year was a semi-final mm-hmm. so like it just shows that the depth of the talent that are that is across the clubs in the county is unbelievable um it, it's hard to ask you to go back and remember because it's last september which is you know nearly a year ago over a year ago now but the the west cork group of death obviously was something everybody was very excited about on the outside but it was hard enough to get through that group um and as you said a, a, a very very difficult um, championship it is to win at the best of times but when you saw that initial draw um, I suppose when you're in when you're involved in that initial you know you see those West Cork teams like Carby Rangers coming up on coming up on the screen you see Newcestown you see uh, was it Island Rovers I mean there's obviously excitement there but at the same time um, you even you ended up winning all three games but not easy not easy by any stretch of the imagination 
No, I suppose look, they're they're three proud West Cork clubs there, and they always they always turn up for for a championship. And you know, we started that day over in Clan like nobody knew what to expect. Everybody was coming off just being back training with a month, like and whatever you were able to do in your own back garden uh, before that. So like just thinking back now, like we were haunt, very lucky to get over Garby Rangers in the first round. We were uh, coming back uh, off the back of three straight uh, defeats to them in 2014, uh, um, 17, and 19. Like so, we I suppose I I'd never been able to get over them and it was just so relieved uh such relief to get over that day uh to get us going and look we've had a, a good journey uh since then to be fair now we've got we got over Newcastle down then in inside in Skibbereen and then down Bally Hub we were able to get past Oil Rovers and we were able to to put uh, up, I suppose enough up and the the scoring difference to to get a buy straight to the semi-final I was there that day. Glad you brought that up. Actually, I was reporting for the Southern Star, and it was—I know you're not going to remember this—but it was four nineteen to two four. But what was happening simultaneously was there was other games going on involving the Bars and involving Nemo Rangers and other teams. But you needed to get to a certain scoring difference to to get that automatic semi-final place. So even though the game was pretty much won with nearly you know twenty minutes to go with respect to Iron Rovers, they kept fighting right to the end. In fairness to them, but you kept having to hit that scoreboard, and it worked out for you in the end in that you got the buy. Look, it was actually a weird, weird game. Like we started, we came out of the blocks. That was our best half of football I suppose we played last year. Next thing kind of hit us that there was something, it was just something we've never experienced before where we started making mistakes. And in fairness, Island Rovers, they came back at us. They, like it was, they were kind of trying to stay out of the, their, like the relegation final would have come down to, to scoring difference as well. Like when they were battling to stay out of that. And I suppose we were kind of, it was in a funny situation where the game was, as a contest was probably over. And then we were just trying to rack up scores, and next thing you'd be going in, and where the easy point was on, you'd, we ended up turning over I don't know how many balls inside, and in like they they defended very well their own uh, twenty one to keep us out, like and it kind of just I came off with with ten minutes to go, and you were hearing I was just kind of hearing behind me scores from I think it was Coachford and scores from the the, the Nemo game, so it was just it was just frantic, it was a, a weird situation. It was the first year of the group stage system so nobody nobody knew what to expect for like of the say the scoring side of things um you got out of the group you got your boy into the semi-final and then and i suppose the only way you could describe it it was an absolute epic with the bars in a at a rain sodden parky ring that went to penalties now as a player I, I don't expect you to remember the whole match but let's just go to the penalties what, what was that like i mean you've watched enough soccer on tv and you've seen enough world cups but to be actually in one, in a championship, in a county championship, in a semi-final, you know, I mean, what was that like and how nerve-wracking was that? I suppose the first thing was that uh, five, five we, we finished at one of our six forwards that actually started the game. So the first thing we had to figure, like we had, in fairness, we had practice penalties that week and the week before. But I, the, the majority of that would have revolved around the kind of forwards that started the game. And only one of them managed to actually play the full 80 minutes. So... We were looking around, thinking who is going to step up, like, and you, for any fella that missed between either side, you couldn't, you couldn't fault them, like they were brave enough to, to step up and hit one, like it was just an unbelievable atmosphere, and like, firstly we didn't even know the format, we didn't know how many penalties, like, we didn't know how many penalties, and the next thing, the way it worked out, that it went to sudden death, we thought there was another five to be taken by each side, or another three, so we didn't know what was going on until I suppose the last penalty went in was the only was the only time that I knew kind of what was going on for sure 
Um, yeah, I mean, it was just, I mean, thankfully we were able to watch it online uh, by the Irish Examiner website and just, it was just dripping in just drama and whatever you want, whatever cliche you want to use, but you got through, you get to the final and COVID hits. So you know you're, you're, you know you're playing Nemo and it's put off and you don't know when it's going to be played. It's now coming up, you know, after such a long time. How has the Castlehaven squad and the management team Obviously, with the start of the new league and the, the the 2021 league and everything that's gone on, how have you managed this? How have you has it been at the front of your head or at the back of your mind? Or what way have you tried to prepare for it? I know the preparations are ramping up now, but prior to all of this, how difficult has it been? As as I said, like you know, it's it's there. It's a county final, but you don't know when it's on. I suppose like it was it was difficult to to hear that you'd worked so hard to to get there, and then it was only six days away and it was kind of taken away from us again. But you know, look, we've, we dealt with, sure, with the first, like the first, the way the, or the, the pandemic at first, like you, there was something new for all of us. Like we kind of knew what to expect with the second one then. So like we were able to train as a group until say the Friday, I think it was the Friday after. And then by the, by the Sunday that it was supposed to be on, we were all into a lockdown again. So from then on, it was just a case of, kind of doing what we had done before because you just didn't know whether there was going to be a window open up in December or we were like we were just doing our own bit at home like or whatever green patch or if you had a lucky enough to have a bit of gym equipment at home you were sticking sticking with that like and then it kind of opened up again before Christmas where we kind of had we kind of knew that it wouldn't like it wouldn't be played after the, there was just no window for it after the intercounty so we were able to get back training again and next thing I'd say we were back maybe the 20th of December, say, and next year back for about 10 days and it's all all gone up again. So, look, it was just from then on, I suppose you kind of had a period where you didn't really know what was going on, whether the inter-county season was going ahead, whether, whether it would all ever be played out or anything. So, you know, it was just a case of the management, you know, they worked unbelievably hard to keep things fresh for us and so, we like, we wouldn't be getting... St- uh, stale or anything like no but like it was it was tough at times but you know a county final like they're they're so hard and they mean everything to the whole place like that they're worked like they're worth the wait I, I can guarantee that and that's you've hit the nail on the head there county final what it does for a parish what it does for even a, a city club what it does for the local area and around it how it raises it I mean look at the car hurlers right now you've seen it as well with Jack and with Damien involved look at the boost that it gives people not just living in the Castle, Union Hall, Castletown and the surrounding areas, but the people that live abroad, how much it brings all of them together and how much, how excited they are. It's different, it's unique and it's going to be difficult now coming up to the final. We don't know who's going to be, how many are going to be left in or anything like that. But the thing is, Carl, what it means, what does it mean from, for people outside of Castlehaven who don't understand how much they love their football, how much time and effort they put into it on and off the pitch? What would winning a county do, considering everything people in the local area have been through over the past twelve months? Whatever, whatever we've waited our ten months, this was it's been equally as tough for the people and the community below Castlehaven, and I suppose um, the Nemo community as well. Like that, you're just waiting for something, and you're being constantly asked about it. Like you know, like you know the way that everything. The first, when you meet a new person or someone that you know that you haven't seen in a while, the first question that you will be asked is about the county final. How are you going? When is it on? All this crap. Now that we have a date, I suppose it's going to set in stone that I like barring a, a draw in the in the in the senior hurling final. Uh, but like you, when you have that date, it kind of it kind of fine tune. Like you were just able to zone in on something, 
and next, I think like over the next couple of weeks uh, down in the parish, like the the buzz and the anticipation will be something unbelievable. Like, cause it's been six years since uh, I suppose the club was in a in a county final, and eight years since we were lucky enough to win one. So, like, they've been waiting a long time. I suppose the, the people down there have got used to uh, getting to, to county finals and being right at the at the business end of the, the championship. But, like, that, uh, the gap that we've had since just shows how difficult it is to, to be back there again. And we're just so happy that we can be there and we're looking forward to having a good ride cut off it anyway. Yeah, and just on that, I think the one difference this year, and I suppose the one plus point for, for Castle Avon is the depth of your squad. Years gone by when Castlehaven would have been getting to the business end of the championship, there would have been something at some time in some games over reliance on Brian Hurley, over reliance on Mark Collins, over reliance on Damien Cahillan. That's not a criticism of your team, it's a reality when you get to the business end that you look to your, your, your marquee players. Am I right, Kyle, in saying the likes of Conor O'Driscoll, the likes of yourself, Conor Cahillan, Jack Cahillan, Anthony Seymour, uh, Jamie Walsh, these kind of players know who've come into the team over the last couple of years and actually enhanced what's already been there with the likes of the Collinses, the Callans, and the Hurleys, uh, Michael and, and, and Brian, that now there are game changers to come off the bench where there mightn't have been in the last bunch of years. And there's yourself, you've established yourself on the 40 there, which is not an easy thing to do in a Castlehaven senior team. I mean, am I right in saying that there's a bit of a buzz around the camp, but when you look around now, you're looking at 25 to 30 players where before that may not have necessarily been the case. It goes, it goes beyond that again, even where... Like we're we're already looking, I suppose part of this the uniqueness about this year is that like you have a group of players that have been able to play senior league games, but they actually can't play the county finals. So the fellas born in 2003, the 18 year olds coming up this year, where like we have a couple of them that are hoping, like we're hoping to have them ready for next year's championship. But you're you're dead right there. That's like I suppose there are like the uh, Damien, Mark, Brian. There are marquee players for a reason. Like they've always they've always stepped up for us. They've They've won counties for us, like, and they're they they turn up every day. So it's just beyond that. I suppose the like we used 23, 24 players against the Bears that night, and probably used 25, 26 players across the championship. So like it goes so far beyond the first 15, and even the first 30. Like our juniors were had a good win over uh, Donnie's the other night, and like a lot of those players that have been put, trying to put their hand up for selection and are uh, for the either for the first 15 or the the six subs coming on. So it just you like the first fifteen aren't going to win anything. Like you look at uh, the All Ireland uh, our semi final the other day between Mayo and Dublin. Like the impact that Mayo subs made, and like James Horn had a huge call to make when he when he took off Aidan O'Shea, and like from then on Mayo took over the game. Like so, look it just when you when you look at the bench and there's players coming on that you know that could possibly be starting and and a lot of uh, of the Premier Senior clubs that. Like it just gives you reassurance that if a couple of your players or even yourself are having a below par day, like that's what's coming in. Like it's not going to weaken the team at all. Like if anything, it could make it stronger. Yeah. So look, it's all positive, good, positive vibes within the squad. Obviously, a lot of excitement outside and around the parish. Just one issue. There's the small or not so small matter of your opponent who you know quite well. One of the greatest teams ever to, to play club football in Cork, Nemo Rangers. They are in the same boat as yourselves. They've had to wait a long, long time for this. They came through just as well, just as uh, impressively in the in the opening rounds, whenever it was late last year. But this is a team and a team that respects Castlehaven. I think the respect is mutual. But they want this just as badly as you do. I mean, you talk about the gap yourselves. 
to winning one. Like Nemo and yourselves are synonymous with reaching the business end of the, of the Premier Senior Championship. You know the challenge you're going to face, Cahill. You know how difficult this is going to be. It is going to go right down to the wire no matter what. But how much of a challenge are you expecting from Nemo? Oh, the, Nemo Rangers, like the name, the name speaks to themselves. Like they're kingpins of Cork football now for the last 30 years. Like they are an unbelievable club. Like you'd have to have massive respect for, for what they do and how they've achieved it. Like they've backboned uh, all Ireland winning uh, Cork senior teams, like which is like the pinnacle of the sport. Like so, like they are they are the standard bearers of the of the Cork senior football championship. So we're under no illusions of the the task that, that faces us. So we, I've, I've only ever faced them uh, once in championship football. So I like you're, it's just a different, it's a different animal when you play Nemo Rangers. Like you're going, you know, you're going to get nothing easy off them. You're going to have to bring your A game or something like you, something, or even reach a level that you've never even reached before. So like, I, I can't wait for the challenge. Like I know what they, like they're going to bring something that likes of which we haven't seen or haven't been able to experience in the in the championship before it's county finally Castlehaven and Nemo Rangers like I, I couldn't imagine anywhere else you'd rather be indeed it's going to be one of, for, and certainly for neutrals it's something that we can't wait for because it's two of the best teams as you said from the championship getting to the final having to wait a long long time for it but at least it's coming now and you know it's here can I ask you just before we finish up um, somebody that's only walked in relatively recently into that Castlehaven senior dressing room the impact of Brian Hurley just his presence, himself and Mark, especially. I mean, Damien um, and 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 the, all the Callans that, that play on that team um, are, you know, they're bedrocks of the Castlehaven team now for well over a decade. But Brian Hurley is one person that, you know, a lot of people inside and outside of Cork have huge admiration for, not just for his skills, but the way he's come back from injury. Um, and you've probably seen that firsthand when he's in and around the dressing room and in and around um, the ground at home. But how important is he when he speaks, Cahill? Not so much his actions on the pitch speak for themselves. But when he talks, and when he talks especially to the younger players, and you're still relatively young in this team, even though you've been around for quite a number of years in and around the panel, but his influence, I suppose, when he speaks, how important is that? Look, I suppose, uh, Brian, his resume speaks for himself. Like he's got us over the line in county finals. He's... Got close to, I suppose, underage uh, All Ireland's of Cork. He's dragged dragged teams to to All Ireland finals, and like his his achieve, he's always turned up for for the Haven. Like he's been an unbelievable uh, stalwart for the club, and like his, I suppose, with his voice, like it's he's set standards uh, for the rest of us that we just have to like just struggle. Like, I suppose there are unbelievably high standards that he set for himself, but he expects us uh, to meet them like as his teammates. So like he's his like his voice is just synonymous with the with the forwards like he's always t- chatting to us uh kind of it's always constructive criticism like if you're depending on like the, if he's depending on the, the marker that he's on that day what type of ball he might uh want in as a forward like and just kind of dictating how the forward unit uh works like making sure the fellas are tuned in all the time like it's he's just an unbelievable leader for us and you mentioned there like the that that blend of experience and the relative youth that's come through over the last couple of years, it's going to be a very set, it seems like a settled panel anyway. And a lot of people, and like, you know, obviously the intensity will rise now over the coming days when you're just getting to the stage just before the county final. But is it's your first experience of it? What What is it like so in the running now for you individually? I mean, others have gone through this and others have experienced it, but from your, your own personal point of view and your family's point of view, it's a lovely accolade to have you on the starting team Presuming you're playing, of course, Scott. We're not for, we're not picking James McCarthy's team and John Kerry's team just yet. But from your own personal point of view uh, and your family's point of view, these, these are exciting times. 
look, I suppose we've we've waited long enough for now. It's it's I suppose all growing up all my life, that's all I ever wanted to do was to get onto the to Castlehaven senior team, then to win a county or to even get to a county final first, to win a county. Like they're the they're the steps that you want to 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 get to like they're the standards that have been set by the people that have come before us in the club and like hopefully you know with the with the underage uh, setups we have uh, kind of in place that we can lead or like that the future is in safe hands as well but no like it's just special for us I suppose I'm lucky enough to have I suppose a brother and three cousins on the team as well so like it is just a a massive uh, family occasion for us and like it just uh, it's just an unbelievable. Like, you, like it's even tough to think about like that. You're going out to, into a county final, like with the like the group that you slog with uh, over the winter, Tuesday or Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, or whatever days you train. That they're the group that are coming out, and like the 15 that will start. Hopefully, I, I'm in it or whatever. But if if not, I have a role to play off the bench. Hopefully, but like the 15 that will start and the six subs that will come on, and beyond that, like it just like. I know it's a it's a cliche that it's a it's a thirty man game and like I thought it was a nice touch when I seen like Mayo uh, made a big deal out of highlighting that the the forty one members of their uh, panel like they put up a big uh, message on Twitter but it goes beyond the, the playing members like you have the the, the guys on the, the the management team and the like the guys that help out of training with the with the water and the bibs and everything like it's just a huge community thing that. People are like they love that they're having an impact and they're helping for the for the betterment of the of the senior team, like which is I suppose the the main or the flag bearer for the for the parish. So like it's just it's just a huge occasion for us. We're looking forward to it and just hopefully it, w- w- like if we turn up and we give a performance and that's might be good enough to get over the line. Well, for everybody in Southern Star, we wish you and Castlevin all the best, Colin, in that county final. Very very best luck to you and hopefully it's your first one you get to enjoy it. Perfect. Thanks a million, Joe. We all have dreams, but dreams by their very nature can be difficult to achieve. That's where Access Credit Union comes in. Whether it's going to college, owning a car or building your dream home, your local credit union can help you to fulfill your dreams. Access Credit Union, funding dreams for over 50 years. Kieran, before we wrap things up this week, we're going to quickly preview this Thursday's Southern Star Sports section. I mentioned there is comprehensive coverage from the National Rowing Championships. There is obviously going to be comprehensive build-up to the Nemo Castlehaven County Final. So maybe give us a taster of what readers can expect. Yeah, just on the Irish Rowing Championships, we were chatting about it earlier. I never mentioned the the men's single skull final that was on uh, Sunday at high noon. You had Paul O'Donovan, Gary O'Donovan, Jake McCarthy, Fintan McCarthy, all in opposition in single skulls. I talk about a world-class field, but it was a Clonmel scholar, Dara Lynch, who came out on top there. So um, we full coverage from the Irish Rowing Championships in, in this Thursday's star, including how Gary O'Donovan came to the rescue when Alfie the King Charles went off on an adventure. So always a star, Jack. We always have the big sports stories, the really big, important sports stories. So, so that's well worth checking out. Uh, of course, we've, we've a preview ahead of Castlehaven and Nemo this weekend. We've an interview with Cotton Maguire, Paul Kerrigan and James McCarthy, the Castlehaven manager. And also Michal O'Sullivan, our columnist, um, gives us his take on on this county final. And he also he shares a few stories of his, of his managerial interactions with Castlehaven over the years. And it just shows 
just how experienced and shrewd the Castlehaven management teams have been. Um, so that's that's well worth checking out. Obviously, there's the fallout from from Cork's Ireland uh, hurling final defeat to Limerick. So uh, probably painful reading for Cork fans, but it's important reading too. It's important reading just to just to look back and and um, and remember what happened last last Sunday. The the Cork Camogie team are in All Ireland semi final action this Sunday in Croke Park, and we've caught up with Paddy Murray, the the Cork manager, to chat about that. There was local action last weekend in the, the Carby Championship scene. And actually, Jack, there was a couple of big, big shocks here. St. Mary's defeated Kilmacabee in the in the Junior A Football Championship and Clannacilty, the reigning champions, lost to Newcastle in the hurling, the hurling um, championship. But both Kilmacabee and Clannacilty have a second chance, so they're not out yet. So we've that and a, and a lot, lot more. Um, as usual, there's, there's a lot going on in this week's there. Great stuff, Kieran, and that will, of course, be in shops on Thursday morning or online from anywhere in the world for less than two euro per week. Just go to www.southernstar.ie forward slash e paper. Thanks for listening to the Star Sport podcast. We'll be back at the same time next week. If you enjoy these shows, please make sure to rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Slán Tamil.